0: Live from the booth at Pops, it's time for the Riverdale Review! Greetings and salutations, pals. Welcome back to another episode of the Riverdale Review. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined today, as always, by my pals in podcasting, Mr. Marco Cunolata. Hey, Nick, what's the matter with you? (laughs) 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 Alright, and Mr. Kale Ward. The prettiest boy in Riverdale. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then here we've also got a very special guest joining us today in the booth, Miss Betty Felon.
1: Hi. I'm really excited to talk about Riverdale with you guys.
0: We're really excited to have you. Uh, real quick for the listeners, uh can you just give uh give your elevator pitch? What do you do? Where can they find you online? All that fun stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. Um I'm uh I call myself a superhero uh sartorialist I talk about fashion and comics on various websites and I also take photos at conventions I usually do event photography like that Um, and I'm usually the uh, right hand woman of one Jordan Gibson who is a comics artist (laughs) and you can find me at Betty Felon across all social media except for like I don't know MySpace or LinkedIn (laughs) gross You're not on MySpace? Oh, that
2: reminds me. We got to get the comics pals on LinkedIn. How many yes. How many connections are we missing? <laughs> That's not how they get you though. You got to
0: get LinkedIn Pro otherwise they won't show you all the connections oh. you're missing out on. They'll just tell you that you're missing them. I don't
2: have the money to pay for that. <laughs> Shoot. Who does?
1: You need a you need a uh, get LinkedIn Pro and then the money comes to you. That's how mm. it
2: works. There
0: you oh. go. That's you're you're making a lot of sense, Betty. <laughs> All right, so we are here to talk Riverdale, so let's get into it. Uh, as always, we like to kind of kick the show off with our spoiler-free thoughts on the episode. Uh, Betty, since you're our guest, why don't you start? What What did you think about episode uh, 18
2: here?
1: Um. Well, it was a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for sure.
1: I, 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 so I watched it twice already, and I found myself kind of feeling like a lot and then nothing <laughs> if that kind of makes sense um i think because it just feels like um every week they keep uh culminating more and more and more stuff to the point where i'm like okay so i'm just watching these things happen to people i care about and i have no control of it and so i have to just keep a distance from it. like i don't know if that makes any sense in that i feel like the kind of disconnect from me and the characters because there's so much things happening to them. So I'm just kind of watching a story now, which is fine. I guess that's better than being very, very um, feeling like my best friends are being hurt, (laughs) which is how it (laughs) felt in the past. But now I'm kind of like, okay, I guess my favorite teens are just like going through stuff and I can't do anything about it. And I have to either feel a lot or feel nothing.
2: (laughs) No, I think that does make sense. You're definitely feeling the Riverdale parent point of view right now Uh
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i i'm probably more on the the older side of the riverdale um, uh i guess line of between the parents and the kids i guess if riverdale had a college i'd be a i'd be a a ta at that college
0: (laughs) God, I can't even imagine what that would be like, Riverdale Community College. Do you think we'll get that far? Five seasons <laughs> can't be worse than
2: Riverdale High.
1: I like the fact that we we didn't we totally immediately adhere to the fact that Riverdale has only a community college. They don't have <laughs> a, they don't have any any collegiate like actual you know full four year
0: university. <laughs> I mean, they only have one diner, so I can't imagine that they could sustain a whole university. <laughs>
2: But I feel like the way the, the north-south side rivalry goes, the uh the college rivalry for that would just be out of control.
0: What are we gonna build two colleges in this town? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um I Marco Kale, I guess you guys should give your spoiler-free thoughts too, right? Ugh, we can keep I riffing on guess. this bit, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. <laughs> uh <laughs> So this this going with this, this week I only had four oh oh fill in the blank. I got I got oh Archie Yikes V. Oh Betty Oh no Oh fuck Archie <laughs>
0: So is is that going to be the new uh, format for your spoiler free thoughts? You'll just count up how many times you got shook by the episode, yeah, and yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be that.
2: Those are those are all of my notes. Okay, it's all reaction. You know you it's mark. not actually content.
3: So for me, um, that that last half of uh, of the the entire episode, maybe every like other five minutes, I just <laughs> I like, was just I just. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it. I couldn't sustain it. It was amazing. I, I all for it. Those are my notes.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I have to agree with uh, with both you and Betty on this one. Where I, I kind of like. I'm loving this season. Don't get me wrong, but I definitely am starting to feel, I think, a little bit of like fatigue of just like, Oh my God. Like I, when I just, when I feel like things can't escalate anymore, like there's going to have to be some like payoff or like really huge resolve. Like it just keeps stacking on top of each other and there's just more and more problems. Um, we did get like some resolution of some of the things that we've been talking about for weeks now. Um, but you know, we'll get into that in the spoilerful discussion, but, uh, yeah, no, I thought, I thought this was a, a, a good episode all around. Definitely another strong one. And um, I've been really happy with the trajectory of this season overall.
2: I wonder if they're leading up to, you know, the mid-season finale, like, you know, uh, the one just before Christmas. I would imagine In our notes or whatever, we have it as the 30th I think, or the 29th of November.
3: Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
2: I I think we've got two or three more episodes before the break. So I wonder if they're just kind of ramping it all up to close out the arcs of this season for that.
0: Yeah, I I would be surprised if there wasn't some kind of big moment there Mm. before we take our break because you know i mean they they had to have known that was coming right so i imagine that they're probably going to leave us on some kind of a cliffhanger um but any other closing thoughts before we move into the spoiler full discussion all right cool um so if you guys haven't checked out the episode yet now's your chance to jump out before we spoil the whole thing for you um unless you don't care about that kind of thing in which case strap in Um, so the episode picks up, you know, right where we left off last time, um, Betty's in the middle of her, you know, call with the Black Hood. Um, we learned that he was at the town hall meeting and, um, that he chose not to attack anyone basically because you know, this was all about Betty, right? This was all about drawing her into this game with him even further. Um, So when she asks him what he wants, you know, he says, the same as you to set Riverdale on the righteous path to cleanse it of sinners. Isn't that what you want? And, um, you know, that's kind of a a reoccurring theme throughout this episode, right? Is he's trying to forge an association between the two of them in her mind, right? He wants to prove that they're the same, mm. um, which I think seems like a, a bit of a stretch to yeah. me. So what did you guys think about, about this like dynamic between them this whole episode? I mean, that's kind of like it was definitely, you know, I feel like the first episode we've gotten in a while that really felt fully focused on Betty and uh, it was pretty tense for her.
1: Um, I felt like it was interesting seeing how quickly she kind of, like, went, like, she yes-anded him,
2: Mm. Mm, like, almost
1: immediately, and I was kind of like, why?
2: (laughs) Yeah, she, she didn't, she didn't require, like... Proof, you know, like I think in, in, in anything else, like when the, the, the killer says he's watching somebody, you know, the the victim would be like, okay, we'll prove it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I find I think it was like the second rewatch of this episode when I realized that she kind of spoke to him more than she spoke to. Uh, Veronica and Jughead like like she, she seems really really fixated on communicating with him and I don't think it's necessarily her fault but I do feel like she felt kind of like a weird obligation to talk to these people uh, to this guy versus these some of the most important people in her life right now and at the like I don't know like I feel like that kind of speaks more to maybe something having to do with like how she's feeling about these people like like I don't know I feel like it was kind of weird that she was so Quick to just be like, yeah, okay, I'll talk to this this creep, you know, like, and then you know, of course, she she talks to Archie about it, but I'm kind of like, oh, like why, like, like I kept thinking about what I would do if I were Betty. I mean, I am Betty, but (laughs) if I if I were Betty Betty Cooper, um, and I I like when I watched, I think I think the reason why I felt kind of weird about this episode in that it was a lot and also nothing (laughs) um, was that the second time I watched it, I was like, I thought of every way I would have done everything differently from Betty. And I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> and I don't know. I, I think that it was just kind of fascinating seeing how quickly she was just like, you know, ready just play his game of death, I guess, you know?
0: Yeah. I feel like the, um, you know, we, we, we get from him right that like Polly's the the thing that she that he's holding over her. But I definitely had the same thought as you, where it was just kind of like no burden of proof, you know? It's like yeah, like I know I know that she's at the farm, and it's like okay, but I mean, I guess like I understand her not wanting to take that risk, but I don't know. I, I definitely kind of
2: felt similarly to you on that. And her the, when she told Archie, like given the past few episodes, Archie's reaction to all of it was remarkably calm, right? Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> he should have been just circling the wagons and just you know telling Reggie to round up the boys cause
3: (laughs) yeah I mean it was uh, I I think that whole that whole scenario um, I think is sort of was like the central theme that played throughout like the episode Um, that like power and and, and influence and I think that was like something that um, just like was permeated throughout the episode so yeah it was I don't know. It was creepy. Like it was. Just, it was just creepy.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely uh, doubling down on that horror vibe. Yeah. Clarify something for me. So the the scene in the f- on the farm. So she puts on the hood, yeah. and he tells her to turn around
3: mm-hmm. and
2: look in the mirror, right? Yeah. So the monster was inside her all along.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is that the message we're supposed to take from that? <laughs> and she heard a noise and got spooked, right? yeah yeah okay all right i don't know if i blinked and missed it or <laughs> no that was it yeah i didn't catch anything else anyway okay
0: um but uh we we touched briefly on um archie right so i feel like um you know he and betty kind of reconnect this episode for the first time in a while and um i, I thought it was interesting when he gets that text from her about walking to school together like he seemed as surprised as i was like oh yeah like <laughs> they're gonna interact again oh we're friends <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then that happens right after he's like, "Oh yeah, Dad, uh, I, I I I'm not doing I'm not doing Red Circle anymore." Uh, and he's like, "Oh oh hey oh, hey, my my friend texted me. Okay."
2: Yeah, I'm so I'm so over that whole vigilante thing. <laughs> How does Fred Andrews let him walk out of the house anymore? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's like one of those things where like we talked about this a bit last episode, right? Where, like, I I really empathize with his position because it's like, Archie went from being like, oh, all-American teenager playing these sweet love songs at the, you know, school dance and playing on the high school football team and then he's making freaking terrorist videos in their garage and, like...
3: <laughs> Total renegade.
0: <laughs> like, I, he, you know, I feel like Fred's whole thing of just like, oh, you know, I'm really... I'm glad it's over and everything's cool and I was just like... Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, like you you really trust them after that? Like I give it a like I'd still probably ground him for a couple weeks, you know? Just to
2: be <laughs> safe. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know. I uh, I definitely like to see. I'd like to see Archie get back. Like we made fun of him a lot in season one for how often he was playing guitar, but I I, I would love to see him get back to to write his sappy little acoustic song.
2: God, just pick up the guitar again.
1: I I actually forgot that he was a musician. I I was like, oh yeah, like what did what did Archie do last season? I was like, oh yeah, his biggest problem was that he wanted to play guitar and play football also. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and 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 have sex with Miss Grundy, but like th- those were his biggest <sighs> trials and tribulations. I know, gross, <laughs> but but I was like, oh, those are his biggest issues, and I'm like, oh, I guess they are. Like, oh, Archie doesn't have like have any actual problems. They so were like let's shoot his dad and have him start like a half naked vigilante (laughs) team
0: (laughs) honestly it's the american dream (laughs) at least it feels like he's actually at the center of the plot this time you know yeah
1: yeah you know like uh the show by archie comics would feature archie weird i think (laughs) who knew
0: Um, but, you know, anyway, so they're, they're kind of brought back together this episode after there's been some distance between them. And, um, you know, Betty confesses about the call because, you know, she says she believes it won't be suspicious for them to be walking to school together because they're best friends and he wasn't called out. On the Hood's list, right? And um, you know Archie has this line where he says, "I'm not letting you go through this alone." And my mind immediately went to Kale's ongoing theory of a uh, upcoming
2: Archie Betty yo, um, yo yo yo. I wrote something affair. Down. I wrote something. Oh, the affair. No, not about the affair. <laughs> uh what <laughs> so throughout this episode we 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 figure out that this guy's he's been watching Betty too right so what we have mm-hmm. is a Betty stalker that also fits with the Archie theory
1: oh that Archie's watching her
2: that Archie's the hood oh I, mm. I, I Kill you and your theories. I don't think he is like at all but I think that would be a really good twist well it wouldn't be bad <laughs> would be it, a horrible it would twist. be a very good twist but uh, you know a lot of people wouldn't see it coming
1: how but just
2: like you know PTSD like From, you know, his dad getting shot and Oh so
1: he oh so he becomes the hood after that. After his father gets shot. That he is also the hood.
0: Yeah.
2: It was just a random mugging, but he he ended up taking it too far.
0: Mm, I don't know about that one, pal. I don't write the
2: show. The subtext is
0: right there. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, you know, throughout this episode, um, Betty is kind of open with Archie about this to varying degrees. You know, so like later on, we kind of see them together and they're hanging out, waiting on the Black Mask's call. Um, You know, she picks up, he's, you know, allegedly watching her parents at the, um, what's the name of the newspaper again? it's the the register the register yeah yeah the Riverdale register and um you know she lies and says that she's alone and Archie listens in on the call with her and uh he's you know talking about Alice and says she's a thorn in both of our sides you know we can't have her looming over us and um you know he sends Betty this um you know article that was supposed to have been destroyed featuring her mother's mugshot and uh showing you know the whole town basically that she was formerly a serpent despite her very vocal attacks on the south side um So he kind of asks her to publish this to prove her loyalty and promises that she can, you know, ask him a question after that and, and and get some information with him. So what did you guys, I know Betty, you, you called out that you, you were surprised that Betty was so willing to play this game with him.
1: Yeah, well, I was just kind of like, uh, he he didn't really give her proof that he's the Black Hood. He just sent her a newspaper article about her mother. And it was shortly after Alice had written an article that, that was really mean to towards the South Side Serpents or just the South Side in general and uh and the lodges so I'm kind of like that's not that's not proof that that the that the black hood is the black hood on the phone it's just proof that someone has the article
2: well and and the that very scene the sheriff is there saying yeah this could be anybody it's not the same handwriting it's not anything we've ever seen
1: yeah and I, I i don't know i just find it kind of like like i will say i think also as like a teen like i'm sure that this is like really thrilling too for like these kids who clearly you know spent the last season trying to solve a murder they have a new like kind of goal even though they're being also inherit like kind of terrorized at the oh, same sure. time but but I think that they're it's kind of like you know they're they're, they're all kind of have like ha- playing a part in this mystery so I feel like so I I totally understand why she's kind of like oh yeah like well, well I'm the center of this now and um I'm trying to keep keep this this murderer from hurting more people but but i don't i i like i don't really like I don't really understand. Like oh, like if if someone sent me an article about my about my parents, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. Like like I don't know if I'd be like, yeah, sure, okay, I'll I'll definitely post this just because you say you're a murderer and you found an article about my parents.
0: To be fair, I I feel like she wasn't going to do that until Alice like threw her under the bus yeah. when Sheriff Keller confronted yeah. her. You know,
1: for sure. I mean, I think it was it, it was like Archie who was like, oh, like your mom doesn't really have that much credibility because she just talks shit right. about all all of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. And then, you know, her mother basically gives her every reason to get revenge, you know, cuz she, you know, is like, "Oh, like maybe you and your serpent boyfriend did this cuz you were bored." And it's like, "Really, mom? You're going to accuse me of of pretending to be a serial killer?" Like <laughs> And like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> It's like that's not cool, especially like if you really think that maybe don't say it in front of the cop you yeah, know like-
1: yeah I, I think it was kind of a weird thing for her to just blurt out in response to like oh the, the letter came back and it wasn't a match and and and, and then for her to be like, oh, maybe it'll see your your shitty boyfriend <laughs> and I, I, like I feel like I, I would be so like yeah, maybe, Maybe I was pretending to be a murderer that hurt my friend's father and, like, all, like, you know, like, that's a really shitty thing to do. But I know that you guys don't like Alice. I like
0: Alice.
2: <laughs> I, look, I, I think Alice is a fantastic character.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: I love to hate Alice. Like, she's a great antagonist. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, I mean,
1: look we uh, we can all agree that we don't want her to be related to us but <laughs> yes! but i but i think that she is she's so fascinating to me and yeah. i yeah. i i just think that she's like, there's going to be something that happens, like, at the end of the season that I know that everyone's just going to be like, like, I don't know, there's certain moments in the in season one where I was like, oh, I really, really don't like Alice. She feels very manipulative and abusive, which, you know, she is to an extent, but also there seems to be so many layers to her that I'm like, oh... She is like a bad bitch and I love it. Oh, you yeah. know?
0: There's no question about that. Like, she's a badass and she owns it. And, uh, we'll talk more about that later. But, um, the thing that, uh, one of the things that you said actually, um, spurred a thought in me. I actually have a theory that maybe the letter that she got was fake.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: I think that she might've, um. I think it's a
1: copy, like either a copycat or someone who's trying to target Betty and manipulate her because they know that she is so susceptible to this stuff. And I. I have a theory about who it is, but...
0: So I, I I think that the the person talking to her might actually be the Black Hood, and I wonder if the letter that Alice got is the fake and that Alice doctored it so that she could write the story attacking the South Side.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. That makes
0: sense. Because it, it gives her an easy scapegoat, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's pushing this narrative of, like, this guy's obviously from the South Side because look who he's attacking, right? Yeah. And I feel, like, I feel like that was the smoking gun that allowed her to start that campaign. And if one of them's fake, and we have at least some proof in the fact that there's somebody on this, you know, the other line of this phone directing Betty and knowing about what's going on, if this person isn't the killer, they sure know a lot about what the killer's doing, you know, and they're doing a good job of faking it, and that's not impossible. But I feel like, for me, like the Occam's Razor solution seems to be that, like, well, maybe
2: Alice lied. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean that maybe that's why she blurted that out about Betty. And- yeah yeah you know like saying Picks oh maybe you herself. did this yeah yeah um well i feel like the first letter you remember like how she was going to publish the first letter and then they were like uh i think it was Hal who was like no no no, don't do that and she was like i already did the blue and gold and um everyone was trying to decipher it i wonder like i so i thought about that after this episode because i have a big feeling that it's Betty's dad oh uh, yeah
0: that's what Kale's been saying
1: totally think it's Betty's dad and I'd say I didn't come up th- with that myself Jordan was the one who was catching on because he was like that guy is so fucking obsessed with Polly <laughs> yeah and it's so upsetting to just watch it like when he had that one scene in season one where he was just like watching old videos of Polly like it was like kind of like a murderer mm. thing you know like it felt like um, one of those kind of like obsessive like things that's not healthy and i'm kind of like he's kind of been m.i.a um in this season and then when he does show up it's kind of at really opportune moments
2: he's very yeah he like like especially when alice uh and he are like yelling at betty he just kind of stands there and he's kind of like you know bumbling hal cooper
1: yeah <laughs> and
2: uh, betty you listen to your mother <laughs>
1: Yeah, he, he's kind of like having the guise of a coward, or just like, oh, yeah, your your mother, your, yeah your mother's a pain, so I'll just let her do it. And, um, yeah. But it totally feels like, it feels like, like, I don't know, like, I feel like it's totally someone who is related to Betty, but I feel like it's probably how, especially because like later on in, the, in this episode, and we'll probably bring it up later, but he says kind of like something at the lodge event, and I'm kind of like, oh, that interaction went way differently than I thought it would. Yeah. Because I thought that he wasn't friends with the lodges.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought that too. And there was another thing that made me think of it was when she talks to the hood, and he brings up her mother. Yeah, um, she she goes, my dad, my and my father's there too. And he goes, I know, I'm watching them. Yep. And I was like, or or are you him? Like, yep. That was the first time I really thought that that might be legit.
1: <laughs> Who was phone? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, I don't know. <laughs> and, like, I also feel like, um, you know, we pointed this out last episode. He's the only character that we know that fits the description, you know, of being a like a you know, a somewhat stocky um forty something white dude, you know,
1: yeah um and he knows every single thing that betty knows because they confiscated her diary.
0: Mhm. Oh my god, I forgot about
1: that. So Whoa. so he so, so he knows all the details about like Miss Grundy and all that
0: stuff, you know? Oh, so shit. Oh yeah. But Betty, you're putting all the pins together. I don't, this is crazy. I don't, I don't know
2: <laughs> I don't necessarily know about the diary, but like Alice was like the person leading the charge about that. I don't I don't think it's unreasonable that he would know because of that.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, because like, Alice was just like, I mean, Alice is the one who kind of uh, leads the crusades, and then he's kind of like, yeah. oh yeah, I got, I have the information also now, you
0: know? Um, <laughs> and I helped! <laughs> <laughs> um, and that actually takes us to one of the other questions that um, Betty gets to ask the hood, right? She says, the face under the hood, would I recognize it? And he says yes. Yeah. So that confirms our theory that this is someone who's close to her. And
1: Yeah, because initially, like, I mean, I know that um, it's a little spoilery, but like... Um, you know, they, they already said that, um, like on the Riverdale news announcements, whatever, they already said, confirmed that Betty's brother's going to be on the show. Right. So, like, initially I was kind of like, is it her brother or someone like, like that taking revenge over the fact that he was like adopted or something? <laughs> And then, mm-hmm. and then, and then, when when he, she's asked if she would recognize the person, and he said yes, and I was like, okay, no, it's almost definitely her dad.
2: That that does sort of fit our alternate theory of it being someone we don't know or haven't seen yet. But yeah, may,
1: who knows? Maybe it's someone that, like, maybe. They meant, like, figuratively, like, oh, like, you would recognize me because I'm, I'm related to you, even if you mm-hmm. don't know me.
0: Kind of like that, mm-hmm. I guess, but. Yeah, or, or maybe it was even playing into the thing he said of, like, oh, right, like, put on the mask, turn around, right? And it's, like, maybe he was setting her up for that later, you know? I don't know.
1: Yeah, that was, that was weird. I, th- th- that, the whole sequence was really weird. But I guess, uh, like, going to an abandoned house and, you know, don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you> know, yeah.
0: <laughs> like just just don't just like maybe no betty yeah, like-,
1: like, <laughs> I, like up until that point too he didn't he didn't let her know that um archie that he knew that archie knew about her telling him about all the black hood correspondences so i feel like she at that point she would have told archie and said, hey i gotta go to this abandoned house We come. Boy, I
2: would (laughs) have. Man, even
0: right, like you, like you would think, like, oh, wait, this would be our chance to get him.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially like, like you know. Archie, he would be like, oh, I'm gonna fuck him up, you know?
0: Oh my god, yeah, like, there were so many scenes in this episode that were just like, hey, the red circle's over, but Archie's still ready to whoop ass. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, well, like, the, the first time he walks, like, when he walks her to school, he's like, what? He's watching us right now, and he's, like, looking around, like, <laughs> yeah. he, like he looks, like, ready to charge at whoever <laughs> looks suspicious.
0: Yeah, and there was, like, that scene where where she texts him and says that, okay, I'm ready to publish a story, and he's just sitting there pumping iron, right? And I was like, oh boy, like, he's he's. Ready to go,
1: yeah. He has to be careful though. That's his guitar playing arm, he might, he might fuck it up.
0: Yeah, well, he didn't seem to care too much about that when he was literally fucking punching ice in season one. So.
1: <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe this is why he's taking a break from guitar because maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's like, no, I gotta take a break because like I'm, I'm still a little sore, but I gotta, I gotta also lift weights. <laughs> and be buff still <laughs>
0: gotta
2: get gotta get that forearm strength back
1: yeah
0: <laughs> he's gotta prepare for his next fan service scene too you know yeah
1: where he saves another girl
0: <laughs> yeah or just you know walks around with his shirt off and he's like wet or glistening cause that's a thing that happens at least once every few episodes oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I thought um, one of the creepy things that that the black ma- that the black mask said um, or black hood, excuse me, um, that kind of I keep
1: wanting to call him black mask also because I'm like, oh, it's a black mask. I'm like, ah, oh, I mean black hood,
0: <laughs> right? No, it's <laughs> barely a hood. I know <laughs> the hood is not the defining feature. His face is covered, <laughs> uh, but you know he he basically I feel like he he ha- he has a lot of this language that he uses towards Betty that's like very possessive, right? Like he doesn't want to share her. Right? He, he wants to, he wants her to be like cutting people out of her life. And that's kind of the one thing he says that will stop him from, you know, hurting these people or hurting other people in general. And I feel like, you know, I, this was, this was strange to me because I, I feel like I, I kind of agree with what, with what you were saying, Betty, earlier. That's, I have to make that distinction. Um, <laughs> you know, that like, I get, I get the stakes here for her, right? But I feel like the things that she does and, how quickly she does them without considering an alternative to me. I I wonder if there's something more there, right? Like the things that she says about, um, Veronica, you know, like she could have blown up their relationship in a way that was far less, um, like public and like super personal, you know, like I feel like she crosses the line and then really crosses the line, you know,
1: you know how I would have done that. I would have been like, Hey, AK, who's my best friend. Hey, AK, um, i'm getting phone calls from this guy who's threatening me and i have to go on a break right now but so we're gonna be on a break we can't publicly talk to each other don't worry about me but you can talk to my parents or whatever and they'll know everything you know
2: yo and the way she has archie do it with jughead too i was like oh dude this is not gonna go well Mm-mm. See, like, y- I,
1: like, I, like. I thought about, I thought about if, okay, if I had to do this with like my best friend and Jordan, I would be like, hey guys. <laughs> I gotta let you guys know something. I'm getting these phone calls. It's from the town murderer.
2: We're all (laughs) probably gonna die.
1: And I just want to give you guys a heads up. I don't want to call the police because they're threatening that they will hurt someone close to me. So I'm a little bit freaked out, but but I just don't want you guys to get hurt. And I don't want you guys to be implicated. So for the next, like, couple weeks, we have to limit... Our contact, but here, I got this burner phone, please call me on the burner phone, and, um, you know, it'll be fine. We'll see you in a
2: couple days, like...
1: I I started a private Twitter, (laughs) and we'll be fine.
0: See, these are all valid strategies.
1: Like, I don't know, I, I, I was thinking about, like, times I've had to, like, just kind of, um... Like there, there's been incidents where like I've had to kind of like keep people on the down low because they're in a certain certain situation that maybe they didn't want to be geolocated, you know, easily on the internet. So they were like, "Hey, when you post a photo of me, can you wait a week later?" or something like that you know and for sure. whatever, like for whatever personal reasons that they wanted it to like just because they didn't want a surprise to be ruined or like which is like you know way less serious but you know stuff like that where i'm like oh they wanted to surprise someone so they didn't want me to you know tag them anywhere whatever um and like i feel like we did that with more finesse than like like i didn't have to like lie to people and like hurt their feelings you know <laughs>
0: yeah right
1: so also it does make me wonder if like what the black like i think what you're kind of getting to is that like maybe if like what the black hood is saying to betty is like kind of reiterating her feelings back and projecting them back to her which is why i think the diary thing is kind of into it because i kind of want like i think that there's probably some truth to like what betty was saying to veronica in that she didn't like she might have not 100% really trusted her at first and like I think that also like plenty of us have had like maybe not the best first impressions of people who are really close to us now and then also like you know you get into tips with people you get kind of pissed off you think about all their worst attributes and you're like is this person really my friend and then you kind of calculate and you're like no no no, this person is my friend They come with some kind of, like, bad shit, but I like the, like, I love them enough that they're still my friend, and all the good stuff outweighs all the bad stuff. So I kind of wonder if I, for one, like, the person who's saying this to Betty has to know that she kind of feels, at least to an extent, that, like, enough that she would follow through with this type of thing in the way that they wanted her to versus like saying oh no uh, or versus like betty you know saying hey veronica just let you know i'm getting these phone calls and i can't we need to take a break don't worry about me i still love you we're so good <laughs> i i don't think you're you're a, a terrible party girl. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't really understand. Like, I feel like, though I feel like maybe she, like, I mean, also I do think that Betty is reacting out of fear. Like, I think mm-hmm. that yeah, she's very, very scared of the fact that the black hood could be anyone. And maybe she's just kind of like... I know, like, a lot of it feels like she's kind of like... Like, when she had that outburst at Veronica, it felt like she was kind of, like, harnessing all of the spite that, like, both... Alice and Hal feel for like everyone in fucking Riverdale. <laughs> like, like it's almost like they have so much like fucking judgment for everyone else around them. So I feel like she's kind of like, but I feel like maybe that's kind of a like a weird allegory of like that small town girl, our kid who like kind of just re- regurgitates everything that their parents tell them. And even though she's clearly trying to not be like, she's trying to she she breaks that mold a lot, but maybe like ultimately like that's the biggest thing that they're kind of relying on where like she is her parents' child or something, you know?
0: Yeah. I I think, I think a lot of the points that you're making are, are really salient. Um, and I think, you know, I think when you look at Betty's motivation here, I feel like while the stakes are very clearly like real, right? Like there's no way of her knowing whether this, these threats are idle or not. And I understand her not wanting to take the risk and even to the extent of being willing to sever relationships with people like uh, Veronica or, or Jughead because she was told to, but I think the fact that she's willing to tell Archie, even though she's not supposed to tell anybody, and and like that's the whole reason she's doing these things, does say something about where her relationships are with these people. And I think you're right that there's some truth to what is going on here right like there's some truth to what she says to veronica even if um you know maybe she doesn't really feel that way i feel like Mm -hmm. in that emotional moment with how stressful or for how stressed out she is yeah like i think there is probably some truth to what she's saying you know to what she's feeling in that moment
1: yeah i guess we should probably talk about that party oh we should talk about who the the party is for (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know, like, we're, we're jumping, like, all over in my notes, so I, I do want to respond to a couple of the other things that you said, and then we'll hike back. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think one of the things that, um, I did take away from that confrontation, right, is, I think the thing that you said, right, about how it's easy to, in a weak moment, be frustrated with somebody that you are close to that you do care about and focus on their flaws and, uh, you know, project intent on them and all that kind of stuff. You know, something that we talked about last week was we're we're often impressed by how maturely some of these characters deal with emotional conflict and that the show generally plays, like, the bigger moments for drama less so than the interpersonal, like kind of, like, squabbles, and I, I thought it was interesting that, like, despite how personal the attack on her was, that Veronica, even in that moment, says, like, something's obviously up with her if she's talking to me that way, and then in the conversation later with the person at the party's for that we haven't talked about yet, um, she defends her and says, you know, she's my best friend, believe it or not, and I thought that was really mature of her.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, even though she, uh, she was under the influence, you know, like, I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I feel like if my best friend had, I mean, like, if my best friend had just had that, that type of outburst at me and I was, like, high or drunk, I'd be like, I'd probably be crying. Oh,
0: Especially yeah. in front of everyone that you know. S- straight you know, up like, weeping. Yeah. The most public way possible.
1: Yeah, and, like, all these people who are kind of just, like, you know, they know all about, like, they're, it seems like all these people are kind of just waiting for that friendship to kind of crumble and it keeps going on at against all odds Which I love the fact that it's like Betty and Veronica are so destined, like in a weird way. But I do, but I do like the fact that, you know, like clearly Veronica was like, no, like, like she, she she knew that, that, that it wasn't like she she could, she could kind of pick up that there's something else going on.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that maybe Betty was kind of banking on that, that everyone would know that it wasn't for real. But, yeah, or
2: or at the very least, Veronica would.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I f- I feel like I guess in a way it's kind of like a big test of trust, and it's kind of like weirdly romantic in a weird way to be like, oh no, I I know that this person will know that I'm fine, or or, or that I don't mean this. Not fine, she's not fine right now, but <laughs> but I feel like um I feel like it's kind of. A weird, like it. It was interesting seeing how Veronica acted in that instance and following the, those moments, versus how Betty was just like so wracked with, like you know, upset and and misery over the fact that she had to hurt these people like deliberately.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, I think that's unfortunately probably going to be. A reoccurring theme for her a bit, at least for the episodes to come.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be I feel like there's gonna be a lot of crying Betty until it all culminates to uh, Dark Betty coming back. Yes,
0: Dark Betty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we got the tease, oh no, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, you do you I'm sure you guys follow um, the cast on social media, right? Yep. Yeah, like uh Betty uh Lily had posted the Dark Betty wig um a couple days ago on Instagram stories. And like, I was like, "Oh shit, hell yeah!"
0: <laughs> it's only a matter of time.
1: I cannot wait for Dark Betty to come back.
2: She's <laughs> my f- my favorite character of season one. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah, I
0: I I feel like that whole thing, like the way that we never got resolution about it, and the fact that Kevin teased it earlier this season, I was just like, "Oh yes, okay, cool, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> let's do this." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we jumped quite a bit ahead, but let's, let's, you know, we'll, we'll rewind a little bit. We talked a bit about Veronica. So let's talk about some of the stuff that's going on with her this episode. Um, so kind of the first Veronica scene is, uh, Hermione and Hiram, America's least favorite power couple, um, are kind of (laughs) discussing Alice Cooper's latest op-ed attack on Hiram and the South Side. Uh, and we learn that Veronica's old friend, Nikki St. Clair, who's uh, a music producer and, you know, I guess a son of a family friend. Uh, they're going to be in town, hopefully to invest in uh, Hiram's project for the South Side because he's running out of money. More like a son of a bitch. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's a vile rat bastard. And one of the, like, easily one of the worst characters we've experienced on this show. And that includes a pedophile. So just Oof. putting that out there. Yeah,
2: you're, you're not wrong. Um, I, I wanted to. I wanted to point this out. Uh, the reason that the Sinclair's have to come in and the lodges have to sort of uh, sweet talk them is because they say they're running out of capital. The lodges are running out of capital. Well, maybe you, maybe you shouldn't have bought a whole restaurant. <laughs> At a what do you mean you're running out of capital?
1: Well, well you know when you uh, just panic and just impulse buy, like, something at CVS, and then you're just like, oh, fuck, I bought <laughs> <me. Pot> Pops.
0: <laughs> like Yeah, I, I don't know, and, like, I, I know it costs a lot of money to buy an entire part of town, tear it down, and rebuild it up, but I feel like maybe that should have went into consideration when you bought a business days ago. Like, yeah. Has it been mm-hmm.
2: a week even? Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so, you know, we, we learn a little bit about Nick before we learn the truth about Nick, which is, you know, he's kind of an old friend of Veronica's. She calls uh, them the will they, won't they of their jet set, um, you know, but they had never dated, just kind of flirted. And, uh,
2: don't be was- jelly. He's just he's just a ghost <laughs> from my bad girl past. It's just like, oh Jesus. Like that's gonna be good. When they when they meet, I wrote down uh will they, won't they? Oh they will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my my
0: immediate thought was like, oh great, this guy is going to Piss off Archie, and he's gonna unleash the beast all over this rich boy's face. <laughs> Which, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously there is friction between them the whole episode. You know, like when they first meet, you know, Archie's literally just like giving him the side eye the entire time. Um, Nick's being, uh, you know, a snobbish rich kid. He's, you know, pulling out drugs, he's making fun of them, and you know, Veronica kind of plays along with it and seems to be like playing that role that, you know, we knew her, and when we first met her, um, which you know we know is that she's you know supposed to be helping her parents kind of seal this deal, which I thought was gross.
1: Yeah, you know? I, like, I, I I I was just like, so I I have to watch Riverdale a day later um, because we don't have like we only have internet TV. So, um, but I saw like people talking about like. You know trigger warnings and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I feel like an assault is supposed to happen on the show." And then when he showed up, I was like, "Oh, there he is! There's the guy."
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a fuck boy if I've ever yeah, seen
1: one. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I feel like he's gonna date rape everyone, and I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah, he he looks like it, and I like I immediately was, like, yeah, he's giving me really bad vibes. But the thing I did like about him and um like reuniting was that. He asked Veronica if you wanted if she wanted a bump. And I was like, Oh he was like, Oh no, not anymore. Like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, Oh, you're not the same girl I knew from before. Like, I guess I guess you're not the part anymore. <laughs> and I remember kind of being like shocked and I was, I was like, Whoa, like this is kind of my viewpoint of Veronica because I've been in Riverdale for, you know, as long as we've been attached to Riverdale. So I've been kinda of like, Oh, that like I that is how I would reacted if I found out that my friend, who had never drugs around me, started doing drugs, or, or like someone had said, "Remember that time you you did coke, or remember that time you did acid," and I would have been like, oh, "What?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, as someone who's had that moment in real life, I had like a very, I was like, oh,
2: "Like yeah. what? Like yeah. no?" Yeah. <laughs> My baby. Yeah, I, was, I was
1: like, oh, no, I'm really worried about you guys. So then I was like, oh, no, you guys went to like a club like <laughs> like in the first season with yeah. fake IDs. So clearly you guys were like drinking all night and stuff. So it's fine. But also, oh I'm just worried about you guys. <laughs> it's
0: like you are children. Yeah, And,
1: and I, I yeah, I I loved how much. Archie was just like, fuck this guy. I fucking hate him. I really don't fucking like him. Mm-hmm. I, I'll put up with this because he's like Veronica's friend or whatever. But I feel like almost everyone's been in that situation where they had to meet like their partner's friend. And their friend is not great. And they're just like, oh, yeah. like, when is when is the point? to Like, at what point do I get to tell my partner that their friend sucks? You know?
2: Yeah. And...
1: Yeah. but then you know i think she was kind of making it clear like oh yeah like um or actually i think it was like nick who kept making it more clear like oh you know i I, you you promised daddy dearest that like you would show me around and show me a good time and i'm kind of like ew like why would you fucking brag about that Mm -hmm. you know in front of it just felt like it just felt so fucking gross and and I think for Archie, he was kind of like helpless because he wanted to help Veronica out but he knew that, I think everyone or at least he and Veronica knew that like, they had to appease this like shitty shit boy. Yeah.
3: yeah. And he was it, there was just like that, that moment where he's sort of sitting on the chair and he's like, like like this and every like every other thing that he did, he was like, hmm. <laughs> like, alright, give me a sec. He's like, give me a sec. And, it's like, mm, mm, nah. and he's like,
1: hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, every, like, Again, I I feel like actually you know one of you point point this out, but I totally think that this whole episode is about power dynamics, and and yeah. pe- like power dynamics like pulled from people's pasts and how it kind of like um, plays a role in your present life and like for Veronica it was the presence of Nick in her life again and like he even like. He he clearly was trying to like alpha over Archie and he like, you know, went yeah. straight to her bed to like lie down in it. And it was like kinda fucked up. Like
0: yep. Yeah, and then he makes that comment of like, Oh, should we go to the bedroom and like leave the like you know- it was
1: it was a lot of uh it was a lot of alphaing over her own boyfriend and kind of seeing like how far he could push the line and I was like, Whoa, like Archie, like, you've been waiting to unleash like, (laughs) like, like your (sighs) fury over someone, and you're not doing it to the fun guy who should get fucking, like, his ass handed to him. Oh my
0: god. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's like, no, like, I get why he didn't do it, right? Because like you said, he was trying to like be a good boyfriend and support Veronica, but it's like, man, if there was anybody to unleash your like fucking pent up teenage aggression on right now, it's this fuck boy. Like, oh my God.
1: Like, I I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like though this type of incident always happens where someone like I feel like I've been in a couple of situations where I've like you know me and my friends will encounter someone who's who kind of sucks and like needs needs to be told and for whatever reason none of us like confronts the person but then there'll be like some other person who does a very minor offense and we're all like ah we'll attack that person And i'm kind of like i think maybe we're all so scared to attack the one big person so instead we attack the smaller person (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i feel like maybe he just kind of like was like oh it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine and then you know he it wasn't him who who dealt with him which we'll talk about later.
0: Oh my god, yeah, uh, best scene of the episode.
2: I, should we should we just get into it? I mean, yeah. Um, well, th-
0: there's a little there's a little bit more. I think just like the preamble okay. there, right? Okay, like of okay. the whole interaction between him and Veronica at their little after party. You know, like oh, sure, 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 sure. That's where we really see the horns come out, right? Like I feel like we, I already had that impression of him, like as soon as we meet him, is that he is a scumbag, you know? Yeah, and can, you know you when he. Though? yeah
3: not not representative of a new yorker uh that's (laughs) it
1: (laughs) he felt he felt like a reject from gossip girl who who didn't pass audition yeah or he he felt like like it felt or felt like riverdale's version of gossip girl and that guy shows up and is like oh yeah okay you know he's well he's so suave and cool like To me, it feels like almost like if you went back to New York, he's like a fucking loser, you know?
3: Yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. Oh yeah, he's he's the guy. He's the guy at the country club that nobody talks to. Yeah, like
1: he's he's kind of more like um, like one of those rich weird kids, like not a rich cool kid, Mm -hmm, but one mm -hmm. of those like weird rich kids who has a lot of euro trash clothes. <laughs> and, and 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 just like says all this shit, and kinda walks around as if he's like the god of the place, but he's not talking to anyone. And you're yeah. kinda like, Who the fuck is that guy? He's gross, you know. <laughs> like,
0: oh yeah. My
3: shoe my shoes were imported from Italy.
0: Uh, so you know, he like you pointed out earlier, Betty, right? Like he points out on multiple occasions that like, you know, her father expects her to give him a good time right and then he puts that in like the most plain terms he can while he's pushing himself on her and then like calls her a flirt and a tease and all this shit you know before she finally slaps him in the face and gets out of that situation that was like the most cathartic moment for me like good like seriously somebody smack this fucking guy um and you know that was like I don't know. That was a moment that, like, I remember again feeling like very, very, just like uncomfortable. Of just like, oh no, like my fr-, like again. It was that moment of just like feeling like this had happened to somebody that I yeah. know. You know, just like oh yeah.
1: Like I, I think, I think everything about like his party too. Like it felt like I felt like I wanted to, like <laughs> I felt like I wanted to like warn all these people like don't invite him. Like I know his party but don't <laughs> invite him. He's
0: Don't go. Don't go to that kid's party. And then
1: like the fact that he even like opened his coat was like I have jingle jangle. <laughs> (laughs) I was kind of like, oh, yeah, of course he fucking does. Yeah, (laughs) Like, like this fucking this fucking guy is really like, I don't know, like everything about him just felt so fucking uh, fake and phony and Mm. and infuriating because it's like, it's that type of fucking guy who always like who who will have the best advantages in life, you know, and I'm kind of like, oh, I hate that guy. I hate that guy so much. And (laughs) I'm glad that he's like, you know, not a redeemable real character. Like, I'm glad he wasn't really redeemable, but I, because he was so easy to hate and I liked hating him. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I like this whole party, like, see, watching that party scene. Um, at his hotel room, where everyone wanted to take Jingle Jangle, except for Betty, because Betty had to do plan break up with Veronica. Right. Like, um, it it brought me back to like when I was in high school and like I was I was straight edge and I was like I'd be at a party and like some of my friends would be like, oh we're we're gonna smoke some weed and then they would act a little like they would act high versus like you know I know now that when when you smoke up you don't you don't really act weird like you just kind of sit there and eat snacks <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> you just either, you just could become a little quieter and chilled but um but they were like acting high at, at, like or or they would like drink shots and they'd be like acting drunk or like you know yeah. as teens do so it kind of gave me that like weird anxiety that I I felt when I was a teenager where I was just like oh my friends seem like not great right now and I and I don't want to I, I want to make sure they're okay but I don't want to leave this like I don't want to leave the situation but I don't want to be here either yeah and like that type of like weird terrible feeling and i'm sure like if i were i'm sure if teenage me was in that exact situation i probably would and and then someone was like hey you had to break up with your friend i probably would have like pulled out a lot of real things I would have been feeling at the moment and been like hey yeah I hate all of this and I hate the fact that your shitty friend brought drugs here
0: yeah yeah and like that that was the thing that I thought was really interesting about her like attack on Veronica was that was like the thing that reinforced what you had said earlier Betty which was that all the things she calls her out for in like the first half of the conversation are like legit criticisms of the way she's behaving this episode and then she takes it one step further and is just like and I never trusted you and you're just this you know rich liar who's only friends with us because of circumstance and was just like whoa like
1: yeah like it felt it felt a little too it it just hit a little harder than i expected
2: her to very close to home
1: yeah and i was kind of like oh no (laughs) why would you say that
2: (laughs) it also it also wouldn't surprise me if uh it was one of those moments where They had talked about it before, like, you know, okay, if I ever say this, it means help.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, you know what? I could totally see Betty kind of putting in the safety, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: So we we already kind of teased around this story, but let's take it into the whole Lodge's banquet thing, what ends up happening with Nick. Um, So, you know, we get to the banquet and uh, there's a few interesting interactions between some of the adults. You know, uh, Hermione tries to get Fred involved, which is the first time I feel like we've seen them talk in quite some time, definitely since he was shot. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, she's kind of playing him, I think, trying to leverage his status in the community, um, like Hiram had said that they should earlier in the season. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we teased this a little bit earlier, but, like, can we just talk about Alice's entrance for a second? Cause oh, fuck man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even like Alice and that shit was fierce. Like, In
2: comes <laughs> Alice with this Beyonce-ass
0: outfit. Like, oh, She's like, well, it got to be in like her mid 40s and she's wearing like hot pants and stuff. And I was just like, damn, Alice, like own it.
1: <laughs> what Alice Cooper is wearing is a plunge neck, orange snake skin printed romper with a cape back. And she has a gold scale belt and a gold snake choker. And she is totally coming in being like, yeah, I'm the queen snake fuck off
0: it's true mm-hmm. i actually mm-hmm. didn't even think about that symbolism there that's fucking yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah yeah she was owning it
1: and then and then and and she shows up right after like like literally a minute after hal goes to hiram and it's like oh yeah yeah so uh hey like and they first of all they greet each other way more amicably than i thought they would because i thought mm-hmm. that they weren't they didn't trust the lodges. Right. And especially since their paper is the one that constantly talks shit about the lodges. So then, and then he was like, Oh, I'm sorry that Alice can't be here. I'm just covering this event alone. You know, she's kind of recovering over the mugshot, you know, and then Alice and howls about something as she's walking toward him. And she's like, shove it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, And, you know, there's and it's funny because the rest of the event, they're still standing together and clearly doing their job um, to report on the event. But I think it's so funny that, you know, clearly there's it's very clear there's like some kind of schism between them that 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 leads to my theory being more
0: and more right (laughs) And I feel like that was, um, you know, there was a division between them in the first season, too. And, like, I don't really feel like that was ever fully resolved.
1: I mean, like, she threw a brick through their newspaper um, office. So, right. I, like, I, like, I don't know if I would turn to murder, but like, but, like, if any of my loved ones just, like, showed up at my, like, house and just threw a brick through the window, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I feel like we, we have to talk about this now, or I'm not talking to you for a little while because we're not friends right now. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, um, I feel like it's almost like they pulled the whole family together just to rescue Polly from the Cheryl, from Cheryl's house. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and then they they all moved in together again. But also the thing that I thought was kind of weird that like, I mean, I think that Hal has just shown a lot of sketchy behaviors throughout the whole, like, season one and season two. And especially, like, the fact that he, like, was sneaking around in the house and shit. You know, like, he or, he was just, like, he was in the Cooper household, even though he wasn't supposed to be.
0: Right. I remember we, like, heavily suspected he was like, going to be either the murderer or severely involved in the murder in the first season,
2: because mm-hmm. we thought he was so shady. Yeah. So, and that, yeah. I mean, that could be the misdirect for this season, too. Just yeah, to, right? You know. Like,
0: Oh, you just thought he was creepy. It's true. Uh, so to take it back to the Nick stuff before we wrap up this thread, um, you know, so yeah, I know it feels like we've been talking about it for a while, but um, you know, he and Veronica reconnect at this banquet, and he apologizes. He claims he's been in and out of rehab. I, you know, she forgives him because she knows how important this deal is for her parents, right? And I, I
1: you, you know what, like, and I will say, I think that that is a kind of a narrative that. Isn't really shown too often in, in like real life stories and also in like uh, fictional stories where like so if someone did something bad, they're they're kind of always bad. Ugh. I uh, so I did that for like a small moment, be like, oh, you know, like this person's kind of owning up to it and apologizing and mm-hmm. kind of you know. But then I was kinda like, uh, I feel like this is gonna go the opposite way though. For yeah, yeah.
2: for a half second it, it really felt like it was gonna do the you know, the thing we mentioned where it's like, okay, yeah, this is being handled fairly maturely. He apologized, uh-huh. it's cool.
1: Yeah, and, and I feel like I don't like maybe maybe Riverdale isn't the best place to kind of show that like, you know, people change and can grow um beyond like past offenses or whatever but but i was kind of like oh maybe maybe they're kind of going this direction and, was, and then i'll then Cheryl shows up and i was like oh fuck
0: right yeah. like he immediately yeah. sets his sights on her mm-hmm. right
1: yeah like everything about like i don't know and then i was like oh this is going to go the worst way and i can only hope that something good happens out, out of this and it did
3: i was yeah. uh, so I, I was so i was watching it with my with my brother and um, in that moment, where like Nick apologized, I'm like, hey, I'm like, see, Andre, he, he's not too, he's not too bad, and then, like it pans over to uh, to Cheryl, and he's like, nah, much. I was like, <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> he's like, I'm in college, I know what these guys look like.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he lives it right now.
0: So you know, I, I hate to transition from a laugh into what happens, but you know, he drugs her. You know, with the full intention to date rape her, right? Like that's
1: like, like not, not to say, uh, not to downplay the seriousness of the situation, but it is a, it is pretty absurd that he has the roofie ready to go right there and he grabs the drink from the server and puts a pill right there (laughs) like
2: with the server the server was right there yeah (laughs) yeah
0: and like no one caught this (laughs)
1: and and, and it was it was broad daylight and i was kind of like wow what (laughs) but also like you know no one's looking for that so i get it but i was kind of like dude like, what the fuck are you doing? Like <laughs> Yeah. Like your parents are right there. Like I don't like I don't know, just it like but again, you know, people are predators in the weirdest situations in every situation, so you know.
0: Yeah, I I feel like it kind of spoke to where I feel like his character's coming from in this like position of like this dude with power and privilege, you know, and that like he he's not afraid. You know, he's clearly done this before.
1: And especially like since uh, like a, like a beat before this you know he, Cheryl shows up, he gets Veronica's apology and that's pretty much what any any man who has to feel bad for a split second and oh it's so hard that like, you feel a little bad about a thing you did. The, all they want from you is you to be like, it's okay.
0: Yeah, I don't even think he feels bad. I think he just wants to get the apology so he's okay I'm I'm off you know I
1: yeah, for sure. And, and I feel like that's, uh, and then, and then she, she is clearly, um, she's clearly roofied as the event gets later. And while Josie and the Pussycats perform yeah. with Veronica and they perform, um, a song from Rents. Do you guys like Rent?
0: I, I'm not a huge Rent guy. I, I worked in a, uh, an ice cream shop. It was my first job and it was, it was a musical ice cream shop. So they would like. Was was it Cold Stone? uh, No, it was. It's uh, this place called The Music Man in um, on the Jersey Shore, and it's like an independent place. And they like they sing show tunes and like bring you your ice cream and all this stuff. And uh, I was already lukewarm on rent when I started that job, and then being there for two summers and listening to them sing rent songs all the time, but with ice cream puns, did not help my love of rent. (sighs)
1: So I like I only like Rent, in that i had a lot of friends who like i like musicals a lot but rent like i'm whatever about rent but Uh i know i know a lot of rent songs because i had a lot of friends who were theater kids and i had friends who really really liked rent so i just kind of Took it in by osmosis, but something I thought that was interesting, and I wrote this in my notes. So, Josie and the Pussycats, and plus Veronica, they perform Out Tonight, which in the Rent movie is performed by so it's sung by a character named Mimi. And Mimi is played by Rosero Dawson in the Rent movie, Ooh. who is, of course, um, Val in the Josie and Pussycats movie. So, I thought that was really interesting. I was like, I was like, why are they? performing a Rent song and then I was like I think Rosario Dawson plays this or sings this and then I thought it was kind of like a weird kind of like um, many like you know like I guess a couple degrees of Rosario Dawson um, and and connecting it back to Josie so I thought that was kind of an choice
0: that's a fun six degrees of Rosario Dawson
1: yeah <laughs> I think it's way more interesting than Kevin Bacon so yeah I would agree with that <laughs> Um, so I found it really kind of like not funny but kind of like very encapsulates everything that Riverdale is that Josie and the Pussycats are having um a musical number set to a song from Rent while all of these really traumatic things are happening to everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yep yeah, that's it, that's the show.
0: right yeah and like even like Jughead points that out all the time right it's like the shining veneer of what Riverdale is supposed to be to both like you know the viewer who has their traditional view of what Archie is and also to the people living in the town of Riverdale right like it's supposed to be all American small town but there's there's some darkness here
1: yeah and and I feel like maybe like that I mean clearly the, the lodge investments or whatever that has you know a lot of not the cleanest intentions happening around there and they're performing there to try to like, you know, lighten the mood and, you know, get people to invest in this, this endeavor. And then, um, and then while that's happening, Veronica's home friend is trying to rape Cheryl. And it's really, and it was, it was really jarring because like, while they're performing both like Veronica notices Cheryl getting whisked away and then Josie immediately noti- like, sees Veronica and then sees Cheryl leaving. And then I presume they don't finish the song. <laughs> and yeah, yes. Like, like, the song keeps going, but they, uh, but uh, Veronica and Josie and the Pussycats, they all, um, find Cheryl in... I presume it's... Is it is it Nick's hotel room? Yeah. yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, like, they, they find them and they pull him off of her. And
2: beat the fuck out of him. <laughs>
1: they proceed to have the best recreation of a Russ Mayers film like, sequence, and they beat the shit out of him.
0: And, like, the, I love it because they're literally just like stomping his ass in high heels. And I'm just like, oh my god, they must be fucking him up.
1: Yeah, everything. So, like, early. So, my favorite thing about Riverdale is that a lot of their um, episode titles have something to do with like pop culture that definitely almost I'm sure a lot of the younger actors have nothing like know nothing about. (laughs) So when they had the faster Pussycat Kill Kill uh, episode last season, when Veronica first joined Josie the Pussycats, I was like, Oh my God, that's Mm -hmm. so cool. They like did a reference to that movie and stuff like that. And it has nothing really to do with this episode, but that's really cool. And then I'm like, Oh, they're having that moment now. In this episode when Veronica is back with the Josie and the Pussycats. And I'm like, that's sick. <laughs> like, I thought that was so amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really interesting the way that just, man, those Pussycats are there. It doesn't matter. They're there for anybody. They're there for Betty when she was doing the, the Pops thing. And Josie was like, listen, my mom is going to kill me. <laughs> but Betty was like, I know... Sorry, I need this to happen, and Josie's like, "Well, all right."
1: Yeah, I I kind of like that they're always up for um, they're the other girls of Riverdale. Like, I think that that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so they, I I like the fact that the girls save Cheryl versus Archie saving Cheryl. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like I think that that speaks. Like, I mean, not that you can't have that, you know um heroic male moment but i do think that there's something to be said about a bunch of women who just save uh another woman from getting assaulted and especially in this episode where like you know you kind of see you know one of the best <laughs> like, you know, like the, the quintessential, quintessential friendship of Archie Comics kind of crumble at the hands of a man telling, her, telling one of them to end the friendship. In turn, then you see all these girls showing up for to protect one other girl. And then even mm. Betty shows up later to, to, you know, make, to, to make sure Shell's okay too.
2: Like the, the friendship still prevails. Yeah. Yeah. And I think
1: yeah. that that's kind of like, I feel like that's such a strong message um, of just, of just the fact that like, you know, more than just a love triangle, it's just, it's Riverdale is, goes beyond that. And I, and I think that it, it's really great that they get to explore that and kind of see all these other relationships that make Archie that, that that kind of fill out why Archie comics is like, you know, so beloved for decades and, and kind of brings it more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think that's well said. Um, so let's, let's rewind a bit because we've been kind of talking around what's been going on with Jughead, uh, this, this episode, because he also got a lot of development here. Um,
1: so much happened in this episode.
0: Yeah, it was, it was such packed. a meaty one. And I feel I feel like that's been the case with like this whole season almost where it's like maybe one character's story doesn't get pushed along but like even in the last episode I felt like there was a lot to unpack. And we're right there again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I love having a lot happening in an episode, but I when I was um rewatching this and taking notes, I'm like Holy shit. There's like th- like it's usually like, you know, an A and B plot line and then maybe there's a smaller plot line on the- in the background. Right. But there are three big plot lines happening at the same time. And I was like, holy.
0: <laughs> and they even like converge and then divert again like twice where it's like, what the hell? Like there's it's it's really, you know, it's it's really well done actually when you think about it like how much ground they cover and it doesn't feel super bloated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel like a long episode. Like it felt like it went by really, really fast and it was kind of amazing that they were able to cram that much into a, a four, what, 45 minutes yep. episode. And, and it's kind of like, and and not that like, I don't think that, like the, you know, they're not, there's some plot holes that of course they're going to probably address later on, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a moment where I was like, Hey, what the fuck was that? in that one thing that they never addressed ever again, it like it felt like three very meaty storylines um, that were happening and that intersected at certain points but didn't really, but seemed like they're all kind of so separate. But maybe that's, it was kind of the, maybe like because it was a Betty storyline, a Veronica storyline, and a Jughead storyline. And maybe it was kind of showing that even though they have, all three of them have very big things going on, none of them know what each other is, what's happening to each other. And I feel like that's kind of like maybe the biggest indicator of the fact that the Black Hood is the most powerful and Betty is really vulnerable right now because she does, she has no idea what her boyfriend's going through right now.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think this episode does a lot of like catching the characters up with one another too, you know, like, especially like we pointed out between Archie and Betty, but um even with Jughead and Betty, you know, and like, I think the, we finally saw what's been a theme this whole season so far of like Jughead trying to keep his two lives separate, um, kind of, the water finally spilling over, right? Like, uh, I did want to point out that um, there was something in this episode that I wanted to uh, give a correction from last week, which was that Marco was actually right about what happened with Dilton, in that he was the one who pulled out the knife and he stabbed himself.
1: I was wondering about that, too, because I remembered, like, I I rewatched that scene specifically because I was like, I was like, Dilton is, like, folding a knife. Why? And 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 then I got confused when he was in the car and uh, Archie was driving to the hospital and he was like, oh, don't tell my mom that the serpents got me. But I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird because like, I thought that he had stabbed himself. So I thought he would have wanted, you know, anyway. Yeah, it was, was, that was weird.
0: Yeah. So my thought was maybe that was to purposely get the serpents in trouble. Yeah. And and cast, cast some uh, responsibility on them there, which, you know, we find out that they end up getting taken into the police station. So now they're planning to make a, a fucking pipe bomb, and um, you had, know they
1: had actual plans drawn out on actual pieces of paper on school grounds, and they yeah. had them laid out like as if they're building like some kind of fucking school project. But they have that. They had they didn't have it on their phones. They weren't googling how to make a pipe bomb. <laughs> they were drawing. How to make a pipe bomb, and I was like, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah, it was like they got the plans from the one guy's cousin who was like in the army or whatever. And I was like, "Why would he give you this?"
1: <laughs> Have fun, also, kids. Actually, actually, quick side note um, about Dilton. I think he's totally playing Archie completely. Like, I think I think he's kind mm. of utilizing Archie as like his pawn because he's so fucking like buff and full of full of rage. And I think that he's totally. Like, back to, like, power dynamics. I think he's totally mm. playing Archie. And I think that, that the nice thing was totally part of that. Like, him, huh. him saying that he got stabbed.
0: What do you think his angle is?
1: I think, well, I mean, clearly he's, he seems a little nihilistic. He seems like kind of a survivalist in kind of a weird, kind of off the grid kind of way.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think
1: that probably aiming for, I like, I don't like, maybe just to like watch Riverdale kind of like crumble. Mm. But anyway, I don't know. It was just something that I thought of, and I was like, I was like, holy shit! Like Dylan is totally playing him, but I feel like that's probably gonna play out later on when. <laughs> inevitably like archie the gun will come back Mm. somehow but anyway yeah i think i thought it was so insane that they had a pipe bomb plan and how like sweet pea was like yeah no we gotta retaliate
0: (laughs) yeah right i love how he's like he's like you think blowing up a building is gonna make things better and it's like if it can't get worse and he's like yeah they can it's like yeah no like don't commit an act of domestic terrorism, maybe. Yeah, it
1: it was it was really fascinating watching um the serp like the serpents. I like I love the serpents in that they are aesthetically pleasing to me, but yeah. they also feel like like if I knew them in real life, I'd probably be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?"
0: Terrifying, yeah,
1: yeah, like um and and that's that's pretty much and basically Jughead saying, "Hey, no, you shouldn't blow up anyone." Sweet, that that prompts Sweet Pea to be like. Uh, who, like, do you stand with us or not? Are you a serpent or are, are you not? And right. I'm kind of like no you, like you don't just because someone doesn't want to bomb a part of the town doesn't mean that they don't ha- have an allegiance to you but then that leads to Jughead starting his initiation process
0: of being a serpent right yeah and you know he he has a conversation you know well Sweet Pea I think says to him you know you can't be half serpent right and he ends up having a conversation with Tony where she says it's like you know your dad tried to keep the peace and like avoid bloodshed right but now that he's gone like like people like Sweet Pea, idiots like Sweet Pea are the ones who are running the show, and the only path forward they see is violence. And, you know, I think that was clearly the thing, you know, I think for a long time we've been kind of, like, wondering what was going to be the thing that pushed Jug over into this world fully. And I was surprised that this was it, you know, that it was, like, he's kind of going, like full daredevil and he's gonna try and change the hand from within you know like
1: yeah well also like i mean you know tony really emphasizes the fact that when fp was not in jail he's he was the only reason why the north and the south were kind of keeping their peace even right. though it was are more like they're kind of keeping to themselves and um and i feel like I, it's interesting how both Betty and Jughead were kind of doing things a little rec- They did a lot of reckless things for the sake of protecting the people closest to them. Because Jughead o- pretty much only did this to protect his Archie and, and his friends. But also maybe to kind of, like, I feel like also he does feel like there's some kind of like, you know, like legacy that he's kind of fulfilling of trying to fill in FP's spot while FP's in jail.
0: Yeah, or at least some responsibility that, like, you know, if my dad was the only one who could do it, I can do it too. And if I don't, this is what's going to happen.
1: Kind of interesting how both Betty and Jughead are seem like they're kind of being haunted by various things in there that are connected to them through their families.
0: Yeah, like paying for the sins of their parents.
1: Yeah, maybe that's going to pan out later now that Alice is full serpent, you know? Like, maybe that's... What's going to make Betty maybe like she's gonna find out that Jughead's a serpent and she maybe that'll be the maybe Alice will be the point that'll get Betty back to back with Jughead because now that she's a serpent full blown
0: we'll see yeah um so like you said you know we do see Jug go through his trials right you know he shows up to their home base with the the team colors on as it were and um you know I think Sweet Pea kind of aptly sees through his motives, and um, you know we get the you know like let's see if you survive the initiation, right? Like you want to be a serpent, all right? Well, let's let's see what that is. You know, it's interesting. I think like the tests that they have him complete seem to escalate from real small to real big pretty quickly, uh, you know, the serpents show up and in the middle of the night with masks on and say he has to take guardianship of the beast, aka an adorable dog named Hot Dog, and I wrote my notes... finally! <laughs> in my notes, I was like, I was like, is this how you get
2: into a gang? Because I think I want to join a gang.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Free, free dog? Hell yeah.
2: Sounds great. Jughead's, Jughead's character is finally complete now that Hot Dog is in the picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which they said later that that's the third hot dog. So he's hot dog, the third. Yeah. And I, I was like, that's so great.
0: Mash made in heaven.
1: I thought, um, I thought it was really funny too that. So I was watching this interview with Cole Sprouse, but he was saying like the one thing he really wanted to kind of keep canon was that hot dog. He really wanted hot dog to be a sheep dog still. But then, so they, they actually, ch- so I think that the dog in the finale of the, first season that they say is hot dog i don't think that that's a sheepdog i think it's a different dog but the sheepdog they have now which i presume is i presume the last one was probably hot dog two and then this one's hot dog three i guess Mm -hmm. but anyway um he was like no it has to be a sheepdog that's the dog that he had in the comic and so they have a sheepdog now but i guess he's he's said like, yeah, sheepdogs are really shitty actors and that dog, <laughs> that dog is a terror and it it bit, it, it bit Cole Sprouse and, um, and they're just saying like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not a great dog for acting. So I think that's why like, He's probably gonna be in very limited scenes, but I'm I'm kinda thrilled though the fact that he's aesthetically hundred percent jug now, that he has the dog.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's hilarious. He's like, No, we're going full method on this. I'm gonna get bit by that damn dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just I, I thought it was a really cute little aspect. I was like, oh, I like the fact that because I was kind of bummed when I first saw Hot Dog when Hot Dog first showed up and I was like, it doesn't look like hot dog. But then I was like, oh my god, that dog looks Exactly like hot dog. And I was so thrilled. Um, but yeah, they show up in really, really scary snake masks, which I presume everyone gets those when you join the gang.
0: <laughs> yeah, once, once you pass the test, do you get your mask?
1: Yeah, you get your mask, you get the dog, and you get uh, tattoos.
0: <laughs> this sounds like a dope group. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean those are a lot of the benefits. <laughs> and then also, they will kill for you if you need them to. That's like a really great package deal. Like, I don't know, I feel I feel like I feel like um, serpents might be more reliable with follow through than like the red circle. So
0: Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. They've got history. <laughs> but then so later on, um, we we see the beginning of the end for my beloved bughead, right? Uh, you know, Tony is helping Bug or not Bug Jesus Christ, um, Jug, uh study for his serpents final and, you know, he admits that his plan is to kind of like take over from within right and try to mm-hmm. sway the serpents away from um being more destructive so you know after you know proving he knows the law and everything he has to do what we think is the last trial but really isn't um because they're like oh this is the last one but not the real last one uh you know he has to pull a knife from a rattlesnake cage he gets bit no venom so we're all good but um
2: I, that's probably uh why he still had the bandage on like he oh, was yeah, what? probably what well, right, but that was the point where he probably got bit by the dog too.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, you pro- I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised.
2: Yeah, maybe
0: they wrote that in because it's like ah, he's got a fucking stitches on yeah. his hand. All right, but yeah, so the the big moment there that that clued to me that that we were in for this this episode was when uh, Tony calls him Juggy. Which is yeah. like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Um I was I was all for it. You would be, you f- unbelievable all, monster. <laughs> I was
3: all for it when when uh, when they were there and like she was just like 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 touching up on his arm with like fresh tat and she went for it, I was like, get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Are you guys all bughead shippers? I
0: am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was for
2: sure.
1: <laughs> I
0: was I was
1: so so. I feel like this. So last season, I really really liked Bughead, and this season, I still like them. But I feel like because so many things have happened, I, I, at this point, I'm just like, I don't I don't mind who people end up with as long as they're happy. <laughs> like I and but but the thing is like I remember you guys were talking about this earlier. I I don't really want Archie to end up with Betty, but mm-hmm. I agree because because like the finale, I remember they kind of hit Betty. Like oh like Archie kept looking back at Betty and I was like, stop looking at her.
0: <laughs> and the way she was looking at the way she was looking at him during the uh the whole thing was another was another indicator there for me. Yeah, like you know, like he she she glares at the two of them together.
2: It's the the thesis of the show is uh is uh Archie and Betty are endgame. So <laughs> Yeah, we'll see.
1: Um but yeah, like so so t- clearly into Juggy, (laughs) and, and like, you know, there's little hints like throughout the last couple episodes that they're totally vibing on each other. Like when Jughead ignores Betty's phone call and and stuff like that. And also like they, they clearly have a lot in common and I kind of made this, um, allegory earlier, but did you, did I, any of you guys watch the OC? No. Okay. So actually I I think you guys would like the OC because there's a character who was the nerd, but he was like a hot nerd and he um, he's played by Adam Brody. It was like his, um, his, his most famous role. And he plays like a comics nerd and he starts dating like the hottest girl. And she basically dressed like, at one point she dresses up like Wonder Woman to surprise him. And it's really cute. Um, but a char- they introduce a character in the second season where she's like almost exactly girl the girl version of him and everyone was like oh like they're gonna end up together and and that's that's how it's gonna go but they kind of are like oh no they're just friends because they, they just have a lot in common they're too alike that, that they can't possibly date mm. so when Tony was introduced I was like oh girl jughead great and um, <laughs> but I but I was like oh they're clearly trying to like be like oh no they have so much in common they have so much in common they're totally gonna they're totally gonna get together and and i was like worried about betty and stuff but then i was like no, Betty's like kind of full, fully obsessed with the black hood right now. I feel like she has other stuff going on, and I feel like she does care about Jughead. But I do feel like the distance, plus having this other, like a lot of these other factors, I'm not as worried about them breaking up. But I do think that they're gonna end up back together by the end of the season.
0: I hope so. I hope. I really hope you're right. Um. So we're going. We're going a little long in the tooth on this one. So I do want to wrap things up here, but um. I I do want to kind of call out uh the actual end of their relationship, right? I mean, um I think there's that beautiful moment at Pops, right? Where they they meet up and it's it's shot really really nicely and um you know, yep. Jug has that line, "Oh, Betty Cooper, like you're a sight for sore eyes," and they have this this conversation that like in my notes, I, I wrote, it feels like a reunion, but it also feels like an ending.
2: Man, I, ro- I wrote, I wrote, man, they look so tired. <laughs> Both of them just look exhausted.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they've been through hell. And, you know, I think um, I, another thing I wrote in my, <laughs> you know, uh, Jughead has this line right where he says, I wish I wish we could just leave Riverdale, somewhere where there's no north side or south side, no serpents or ghoulies. And Betty says, no crazy moms, no black uh, hoods. And, you know, I I wrote, they have this real, like, Romeo and Juliet thing happening right now. And then she immediately says, yeah, we'd be like Romeo and Juliet, but we have a happy ending instead. (laughs) Um, And that was, I knew that was going to be it, you know?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, that that felt like the actual breakup versus when Archie just blurts out whatever he's fucking feeling. It's actually interesting how (laughs) there's a lot of parallels. Betty and Jughead have, are basically going through weird initiation processes of proving that they can be trusted by these not the best people. Right. Veronica and Archie are kind of dealing with these incidences where they have a lot of feelings about the situations they're in, but they can't fully express them. And so instead they're doing it in different ways so, like, Archie, I think that he is gen- – he genuinely felt all that stuff that he said about, like, oh, you know, like, I don't like that you're joining serpents. And this yeah. is actually really upsetting to me, but also it's going to be very upsetting to Betty, and that's why she's breaking up with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's, like, a huge – um, I mean I, I I'm curious about how the next episode's going to be because they all seem so fragment. Like I feel like a lot of uh, what the Black Hoods do is just kind of breaking up, like isolating everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you know, we saw that happen even with like Betty and Kevin, though that got resolved, thankfully. Um there they, it does seem like everybody in the group right now is at a point where they're kind of being pushed apart. And uh I feel like with Archie I feel like that conversation was going to go totally differently if Sweet Pea and company didn't show up, right? Like, that was a sensitive conversation he was ready to have. And then he gets all this new information that Jughead hasn't been sharing with all of his, you know, north side friends. And, uh, like, tensions get real high. And he just, you know, he's like, well, you know what? This is why Betty's breaking up with you too. And it's like, ooh, fuck. Like... Twist the knife, why don't you, man?
1: I feel I feel like it was really not the best idea to send Archie to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I,
0: I feel like he was so equipped to do it though. Like if things had just gone like if he had been there twenty minutes earlier, like yeah, or or,
1: or he could have just been like, "Hey, Jughead, we need to talk." I, uh, also, I don't know why Betty just couldn't have been like, "Yeah, I did it." I or, or or yeah, I told Veronica all that shit you want me to tell her. Well,
0: I think it's because of, like it's clear that the hood is really following her now because like he revealed that she, he knew about Archie. So like what, you know, like what else can she hide from him? She tried to hide that and he figured that much out. So I feel like at this point trying to hide anything else is like a recipe for disaster.
1: <laughs> I would have been like, "No, I uh, the way I express my hate is saying I love you." <laughs> 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 i don't um, know i i feel i feel like uh so it yeah it ends with her one um, getting one more call and um and basically the guy says that he knows that she's been telling archie everything and then he threatens to hurt someone close to her and then he's like unless you can give me one more name uh, or a name of someone that deserves to be murdered i will hurt someone close to you and she gives him Nick St. Clair's name.
0: And she, mm-hmm. she I love how she resists It's like, I can't do that. And he's like, do it right now. And she's like, Nick St. Clair.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Had that one queued up fast. And, and then, yeah, he goes, I told you, I told you we were the same.
1: Okay, but this is the thing. If you went to any teenage person and said, hey, if you could kill anyone, who would you kill? They would all have an answer
3: yeah
0: Ooh, but like if you know it's actually gonna happen that's such a different question
1: yeah um, (laughs) i don't know i like i feel like about for us oh i would probably be like you black hood
2: (laughs) (laughs) you dumb fuck
1: (laughs) (laughs) now you gotta do it
2: genie rules
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah all right, so um, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, like that's that's where we leave off on this episode. So we'll have to see where the chips fall next week on Riverdale. Um, and we'll be here to walk you through it next week on the Riverdale Review. So, uh, real quick before we go, uh, Betty, one more time, thank you so much for coming on. This was uh, a pleasure. I hope you had a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that this was kind of long, but I, I love talking about oh, Riverdale.
0: Oh, please. I like, got, uh, I'm all about it. Um, so before we bounce, can you just again tell, uh, tell the listeners at home where they can find you and, you know, where they can find your work?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, um, all that stuff on at felon and, uh, Uh, I'm sure if you just search Betty felon you'll find me. Awesome.
0: Um, and if you guys want to Connect with us remember that you guys can send us an email and uh, let us know your thoughts on Riverdale this week or you know I guess on any past episodes as well uh, at the at gmail.com you can also follow our sister show at the pals anywhere your social media is sold to stay up to date with all the stuff we've got going on here at the pals network uh, you can check out the comics pals Mondays on SoundCloud and other uh, audio platforms uh, Tuesdays on YouTube We've get the video game pals the next the following days on both of those same platforms and um, Pals Play Monday through Friday on YouTube. So go check all that stuff out if you enjoy this show. I'm sure you'll enjoy at least some of our other content. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you guys next
2: week on another episode of the River Riverdale Review. Excuse me. Hey, Pops, can I uh, get a box for this? <laughs> check, please.